All right, what's up, good people? It's your guy, Aaron, and you are joining me for another episode of Fatherhood is Dope. Now, I got to be honest, I just got done stuffing my face with Mike and Ike's per usual. So if my voice sounds a little funky, just blame it on the Mike and Ike's. I'm, I'm a big fan of the original fruit flavor. So uh, for you tropical guys and gals that eat those, um, I'll take a handful, but I'd rather have the green box. Anyway, listen, I want to bring you a special interview of me and my guy, Manny Gonzalez. Manny is a YouTuber and content creator who I met last year at the Dad Summit. And in a second, we're going to jump right into an interview that he and I recorded at the Dad Summit. Now, I got to warn you that we shot this interview in the middle of, of the Dad Summit in a hotel lobby and on Canal Street in New Orleans. And so you're gonna hear some elevator or lobby music in the background, so it's okay. It's just like a good friendly tune that'll get you through the entire interview. Because I want to get back to the Mike and Ikes and I wanna get you to this story, let's jump right into this interview with my guy, Manny Gonzalez from The Way I Dad. Manny, you're really a YouTuber. I am. And it's called The Way I Dad, mm -hmm. and it's really cool. and. I've seen a few of his videos or your videos and I'm really inspired. Let's just start off by telling tell everyone a little bit about yeah. the way our dad and you know why, why did, were you inspired to do that for fatherhood? Right, right, right. So um, well the way I dad is a, is a visual, predominantly visual resource and, and what I do is I take a topic, let's say how to deal with a picky eater mm -hmm. uh, and then I do the research on how to deal with that and kind of summarize that and bring it out, break it out for people. Um, the goal at the beginning was just to try to identify what common issues that fathers have and and give them some advice on it. Um, there's a lot of voice in the mommy blogger world, but there's not a lot of dads, and so I wanted to give that dad perspective mm -hmm. um, because I feel like I could create content that would resonate with them. Mm -hmm. um, as a working dad, I know that time is precious, so I wanted to create things that could be watched in the break room that can be watched. Uh, you're sitting in the parking lot, you got five minutes, you're thinking about it, you wanna come home and deal with the problem, at least you got time to ponder it throughout the day. That's, yeah. that's where I wanted to go with it. Yeah, I wanna ask like the significance of, you know, being a minority mm. male in this dad space mm. in America. Like, mm. what does that mean to you to show those visuals of fatherhood mm. with your boys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my wife is French, mm -hmm. okay? Which uh, she's a she's a white female, um, and my boys are there for um, these Caribbean-looking mm -hmm. people. And, What's your nationality? Uh, I, I'm I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both my parents are Mex Mexican. My dad is from Mexico. Um, do you speak Spanish? I do not. Uh, and, and the reason I don't is because my parents decided that they weren't going to teach me Spanish because they didn't want me to have an accent. Yeah. Uh, we grew up in a cow town, a um, very small town outside of Houston, uh, and they didn't want me to be judged by people. Yeah. And so they didn't teach me Spanish. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's also on me, right? Like I could have mm -hmm. easily learned Spanish mm -hmm. by now, um, and I just haven't. I just haven't. That's on me. So, I mean, instead of two languages, my kids yeah. can be speaking three. Well, side note, you know when you go anywhere in South America, you're going to get the side eye. I am. I always do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, there was this, there's this taco shop in Dallas, and uh, it's, it's a real tight, you know, it's a spot like at the gas station, but they have the best tacos next to the botanical garden, and uh, the lady speaks English, mm -hmm. uh, and she will speak to people who are coming there in English, mm -hmm. 
but if I try to speak to her in English, she yeah. gets mad at me and yeah. like refuses to talk to me in wow. English. And I know enough enough Spanish to like order, yeah. but like people expect like they, if you if you say no, I don't speak Spanish, they think that you're lying to them. Mm-hmm. Like perfect example, I was at the airport and some guy was trying to get some help, and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish, and he was mad, like super pissed, like thought I was lying to him. Mm-hmm. So um, it has it has two things. It has two things, right? Like you are judged from both fronts, mm-hmm. uh, from a to be blunt, right? From a white perspective. And from the people of your culture, uh, from a Hispanic perspective, mm-hmm. I'm judged on both sides. Um, in my last job, I had a lady tell me that I am um, geographically. She didn't use geographically because she's not that smart, mm-hmm. um, but dislocated. Like she said, I don't belong to any nation. Like I'm not American and I'm not Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny about that is it's true, man. Like I don't have, I don't feel like I have a demographic to belong to other than I'm a dad and I'm a minority and those things have have really resonated with me Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've literally attached to that but at the end of the day like I don't have a culture that I can feed to my children does that make sense Mm -hmm. um so so to bring it all back around I guess you know it really I can see what the what the end result is but I guess I kind of want you to articulate why it's important for you to be in this space for your yeah. face to be because you you have it's yours is it's, it's you you're a youtuber yeah so it's visuals right. and they get to visually see you as a mexican man a mexican-american yeah you identify as a mexican-american i do, I do. as a mexican-american a yeah 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 with your boys like what does that mean for you like what's Absolutely. the significance so so the big thing is in most movies hispanics are portrayed as either gangsters or drug dealers, right? Like we're not, we don't get to be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be the voice of, it's okay to go to college. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have a professional career and it's okay to be a dad and be present and yeah. be there yeah. for your children and for your family and for your spouse. Um, that's the big thing that I wanted to come across on YouTube. Like, hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Anglo-Americans that are a part of this dad universe, but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of Hispanics, and, and we do a great job as well, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's awesome. All right, so let's, let's just get into, like, fatherhood. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your sons. Okay, yeah. So I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and I have one on the way in March. Uh, my older one is very sporadic. Yeah. I would say he's the most like me. Uh-huh. Um, very anxious, very short-tempered. Uh, his teacher, his French teacher, in French, had described him as having a very Mediterranean temperament. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but apparently I have it as well, according to my wife. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means either, but it's kind of it's laughable. Fuse, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is laughable, right? Yeah. Like, like you can describe a whole culture by like a temperament. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's besides the point. And then my youngest one, he's an eater. Um, he looks the most like me. Um, and he just he he he's, he's he likes to chill. Like mm-hmm. he's a very like relaxed kid. Um, he he's like me in that he likes things a certain way, yeah. very clean. Whereas the older ones like me in that he's very creative. He likes to tell stories to himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like he'll play with his toys and he creates these whole worlds. And he's only four years old, man. Um, so I'm interested to see how this other one turns out. Yeah. Well, so I know that you are a hardworking man that's, you know, you're doing everything right to provide for your wife and your children. Um, But I guess I kind of want to ask, you know, about work-life balance for you because I don't think that you are as unique in that space as 
the majority, a, a large percentage of men who have rigorous work schedules, demanding jobs where they have to be, they're high performers and they have to do that on their jobs. And so I, I guess my question to you is like, how, how do you find that balance yeah. between being a high performer on your job and still finding the time, quality time to spend with your wife and your children? And it's okay if yeah. if you're not right now, but no. I guess I want to address that because so many of us, myself included, deal with that. It, it I, I pause because the answer is it's not easy. Um, it's sacrifice. Like I don't, I probably don't sleep as much as I should be. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, four to six hours, um, and I work from two to ten, two to midnight, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so I get to spend that morning. I have a solid morning. And I chose to do that because I want to have breakfast with my kids. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the most important meal of the day. I like waking up to them, making pancakes, letting my wife sleep in, mm-hmm. letting her relax, play with my kids, relax, go to work. Mm. And then, while they're sleeping, then I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my thing. And then, if I come home at 10, then I'm cleaning the house for my wife. Because I want her to wake up to a nice clean house, mm-hmm. and if I uh, come home at midnight, then I'll do a little bit and go to bed. Um, if, and then somewhere in between that, like usually the weekend, I find that time for myself. Yeah. Right. Like I, this this YouTube, this Instagram, making video, making photos. That's that helps me separate. Right. Like mm-hmm. especially just to detach from everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, cleaning does the same thing. Like when I'm cleaning. I get to relax. I get to focus on something that doesn't take too much thought, right? It's, it's a structure. It's like boom, boom, boom. You got to do this, this, and this. And it lets me pause. That's my meditation. Yeah. Um, but back to your question, right? Like it's sacrifice. There's, there's a give and take. Like you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep eight hours and be a high performer at work and be the best dad that you can be. Um, I don't have a lot of friends either, right? Um, I, have, I have friends, it, you know, that I, it's because I moved to Minneapolis, but I probably could do a better job getting out if I wasn't so busy. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but, I, <clears throat> you know, I think it, it is about the work-life balance. And I guess one thing I want to address is that all we all have seasons of life. Yeah. And when you say you don't have many friends, I know, I mean, you've been in Minneapolis, what, five yeah, months five now? Months, yeah. And you moved from Dallas or Houston? Houston. Houston. And so, you know, you're in a season where I know you have to perform on, yeah. on the job right now and then still spend time. So I do just want to encourage you by saying that there's different seasons of life. Right. And if nothing else, while we're here, you know, we're a band of brothers. And, and that's so, true, man. Yeah. That's true. Like, that's what I live off of, right? Yeah. Like, I got you guys during yeah. the year, and I will always have you guys because we live in a very new world, a very technological world that's yeah. global. Yeah. Let's, so let's, let's, I want you to just speak on that a little bit. So what does that mean to have this band of brothers through social media, um, through YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and, and, and all of the other uh, mediums. What that means for me is that I don't have to go and make a fake relationship. Mm. I can reach out to men that I respect, yeah. that, I, that I can find a common bond with, and I'm not forcing like, eh, well, we both like beer. Yeah. Let's hang out. Yeah. No, it's, hey, we both love being fathers and we both love uh, teaching people how to be a better dad like like that 
for me, that's the thing that resonates most with me in this, this conference. Yeah. No, that's solid. So I know you all, you may have heard some little background noise. So we're currently sitting in the lobby uh, knocking this out. But uh, I'm appreciative of uh, Manny's uh, candor and uh, his vulnerability in this space because you know, I don't even know if we knew what we were going to talk about, but no. I know it's important. You know, at the end of the day, my agenda with fatherhood is dope. It's to just celebrate fatherhood mm-hmm. uh, 365 days out of the year yeah. and to highlight men who have answered the call to fatherhood. I, I've got to ask you, you know, what makes you proudest about being a father? So my my dad and I did not have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is my fault. Say that again. My dad and I mm-hmm. did not have the relationship that okay. we should have, but that is my fault. Wow. Okay. Before you go any further, you say it is your fault. When did you accept that it was your fault? Uh, when I was 27, 28. Okay. I know it's a process. That's why I just wanted to highlight yeah. that. In so your... it, took me, it took me from the time that we had our first real fight. Yeah. To the time that he and I made up and, and, and made that relationship where we were actually, the first time that we said I love you to each other was 28. Wow. That's 20. powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, man. Go ahead. And, and, that, and that was rough, man. Like, you know, I was, what's, what the problem was like, from 1 to 18, he was always pushing me to do better. Mm-hmm. And he had a short temper like me. So his answer of dealing with things was like yelling and, and being quick. Like, no, 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 this is the way you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, this is the way you got to do it. Suck it up, do it, right? Yeah. Like when I wanted to quit football, it was a huge fight that yeah. we had. Um, let, me, let me compartmentalize something real quick based on something I just heard you say. I'm going to give you three c- categories, and yeah. I want you to answer A, B, or C. Yeah. So based on what I'm hearing so far, I want to ask you, did you, do you think you grew up in more of a fear-based, mm. atmosphere, performance-based, mm. or was, there, was it grace-based? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that with A and B. Okay. Um, if I didn't perform, I was yelled at. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I don't blame my dad. I don't because he didn't have a dad. His dad died at five. Mm. When he was five, his dad died. So he had nobody to teach him how to be a dad. Mm-hmm. So his mom raised him and how she dealt with that because she was a young, she was a shorter lady. She's like four, four, five, four, six. Yeah. The way that she did that, she, she intimidated him by yelling at him, right? Like, and so that's, that's the way he grew up to be a parent. And it is different now. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that. Like, he, he changed with the way he dealt with my sisters. Mm-hmm. He's a softer man. Yeah. Um, Are your sisters younger or older? Younger, younger. Mm-hmm. So I have one that's four years younger than I am and one that's two that are 11 years younger than mm-hmm. I am. Um, and he's a completely different man, even the way I see him raising or helping out with my kids. Um, I think mortality also plays a big deal with it. I think he knows that if he doesn't calm down, then he is prone to heart attack, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, that's where his dad died, right? Um, I don't know. Long story short, man. So I was a shithead in college. Um, I was in the ROTC in, in college. Um, and for the first year, two years, I like dealt with the regiment. Yeah. And then... One summer, I just broke down, and I was like, I can't. Like, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I completely rebelled the other side, and he didn't like that. Uh, and so the way he dealt with it was yelling at me in a car in front of everybody. And so I stopped talking to him for 
three years. We wow. Didn't, we didn't talk. Um, and we had a little conversation together, but mostly it was filtered through my mom. Yeah. And then it was, I graduated, um, and he tried to, he was, he was proud of me, so yeah. he tried to help me get a job, and I said, no, I don't need you. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I had kids that I, that we mended, mm-hmm. that we came to a common ground and a common place where, like, I need you, yeah. and I need you to help me out, and, like, I need your advice on this, this, and this. And once I came to him as a resource, that's when things changed. All right, so we, I'm, I got to get you out of here. We're coming to a close, yeah. but based on the backdrop of, of your experience with your father, like, what's your hope for your children? Yeah, so the hope is that they grow up to be calm human beings that know how to handle difficult situations. I don't know how to handle them properly. My father doesn't know how to handle them properly. And Hispanics... Mm-hmm are known for machismo. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? So it's like short-temperedness. Yeah. Like, I can do this by myself. Yeah. I don't need anybody, right? Like, that's what we're known for. Um, I don't want them to be those people. Say that word again. Machismo. Machismo. M-A-C-H-I-S-M-O. Machismo. Um, we're just like, you know, we're, we're uh, stubborn, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need anybody's help. We can do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our wives cannot help us out. But... It wasn't until I accepted that that I realized, hey, I can't do the finances on my own. And once I accepted that, that's when my wife was like, hey, now that we've had this fight about where we are financially, let's talk about how we can fix it. Yeah. Right? Like, I've unloaded that. It, it's, been a, it's been a couple years of growth for me to get to that point, man. Like, yeah. But I am there now. And I, I blame my kids for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're coming to a close here. And before I let you go, I do want you to just tell the folks where they can yeah. just see more of you and the way I dad. Yep. So I'm uh, on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash the way I dad. You can find me on Instagram. Those are my two main platforms. But then I also speak um, at another conference called Latino Dad. And, and that's kind of the same thing. We're trying to reshape how the media and different countries look at Latino fatherhood and minorities in fatherhood. Man, I'm so proud of you for, for answering I'm the call you, to, to fatherhood and for, I guess, redefining what fatherhood means for you, uh, your culture, and for the rest of us. Mm. So I'll be watching you on YouTube at The Way I Dad, where you tell me why I should buy Smarty Pants vitamins for my, <laughs> <laughs> for my baby girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's been real. Uh, we want to keep doing this. Our goal is to highlight men, fathers, who have answered the calls of fatherhood. So, yeah, we're going to keep them coming. Fatherhoodisdope.com. Thanks, Eric. Of course. And now it's time for the harsh reality. When you realize that your interview with Manny Gonzalez has ended, and so has the box of Mike and Ike's. Yes, I have made it to the bottom of the box of Mike and Ike, so that means that I have to go. Manny Gonzalez from The Way I Dad, thank you, my friend, for sitting down with me. I'm looking forward to the day where we get to do this again. Now, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. Fatherhood is Dope, the podcast. Wherever podcast is available, click the subscribe button and share it. And then just follow us on all of our social media outlets at Fatherhood is Dope. And of course, Fatherhood is Dope.com. I am Aaron McGee, your honorable host. Thank you for allowing me to do this and thank you for joining me. I look forward to being back with you for the next episode of Fatherhood is Dope the podcast. Until next time, peace.